0: Buckle up, we've got a couple verses I wanna walk us through. I'm excited for it. Let's, Let's pray before we get started. Lord, give me your power, your wisdom, your anointing. Give me the exact word to speak for the person this message is for. The soul that is weary, the body that is tired, the mind that is racing, I pray you meet us in this moment. We need you here now, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's start, Matthew 26 is where we'll be for most of our time today, and I'm gonna start in verse 47, just to give you some context, and then we'll get into the message. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the 12, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then Jesus said, do what you came for, friend. So Jesus is like, look, dude, go ahead and do what you're here to do. I know what this is about, go ahead. Then the, man, then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out and struck the servant. We know this is Peter from another gospel. So Peter struck the servant, of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? That's tens of thousands, by the way. But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say, it must happen this way. In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, am I leading a rebellion that you have come with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching and you did not arrest me, but this has taken place, verse 56, but this all has taken place that the writings of the prophets may be fulfilled Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. They said, I'm out. The disciples deserted him and fled. I'm out. That's the title for today's message. I'm out. I find it interesting, verse 56, but but this all has taken place that the writings of the prophets may be fulfilled. That the purpose that Jesus came for had to be fulfilled, but in order for Jesus's purpose to be fulfilled, he had to be emptied, and then all the disciples deserted him and fled. They said, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. I'm not here for it anymore. I was down for the miracles. I was good with that, but this whole crucifixion, this whole arrest thing. And before we, before we go on this like rant talking bad about the disciples, let me just go ahead and say that if I was a disciple, I probably would have dropped out of the school of the Jesus. I would have quit. I would have been like, this is too much. I'm out. I can't do it. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) Can mean different things depending on the context and how you say it, you know, I'm out. Can mean I'm out of here. I'm leaving. I'm done. I'm going home. I'm out. Or you could say it like you know, hey, we need to go to the grocery because I'm I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of gas. <laughs> you know, I'm out of I'm out of potatoes. I eat a lot of potatoes right now. I'm out. So it can mean that you know, baseball. He sliding into third. He catches it. Tags you. You're out. I'm out. So it can mean different things depending on how you say it, I'm out, I'm out of here. And that's what the disciples were like, look, I'm, I'm out of here, I'm done. And I think it's interesting, I'll hear, <laughs> let me go on a rant real quick, because I'll hear people say stuff like, oh, God called me to do this. And then at the first like instance where it gets really hard, and you actually have to start putting effort forth into the project that you feel like God has called you to do. And they'll, and they'll be so confident at first. And they'll say like, God's called me to do this. And then like two weeks later, the results aren't where they want them to be. And it's harder than they thought it would be. And it's taking longer. And it's a slower process than they believed it to be. And they're like, I'm out. Because we like the concept of a calling, but we don't always like, what comes with the calling and it's hard and following jesus was hard and the disciples you know saw miracles and they saw healings and jesus fed five thousand. and jesus walked on water and he did all this stuff and they did all this stuff and they did all this stuff and then it came to an end with their leader who claimed to be the son of the god who claimed to be the son of God, arrested. And they're like, I'm out. And they fled, verse 56. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. I'm out. I'm out. This is why I think we quit praying sometimes. Because we pray, we pray, we pray, and nothing happens We pray for a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we pray, and by next Monday, nothing's changed again. So we're like, I'm out. I'm done. I prayed, and nothing happened. I came to church, and nothing changed. I watched the message every week, and I'm not any better. I'm out. I'm out. I think this is why Jesus said... In Matthew 7, verse 7, ask and it will be given to you. It will be given. That's what I want to hone in on for just a second. Jesus said, It will be given. So now there's no question of will it happen. Jesus said, It will be given. I just wanted to encourage somebody watching this today that it will be given you feel like it can't happen, it will be given. Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Keep looking for it, it's there, you will find it. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, the door, will be open, it will be open, it will be opened, it will be open. Whatever you're looking for, you will find it. Whatever you're asking for, it will be given. Whatever door you're knocking on, it will be opened. That's what Jesus said. But a lot of us live in this like tension because we read a verse like that and we hear a preacher say a verse like that, but then we're like, I've been asking and I feel like it's not being given. I've been knocking, but the door's not opening. What if, I have a question. What if the door you're knocking on is not the door God's going to walk through? Okay, so in our ministry, gracemovement.online, check out our website, like, subscribe, share, do all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. Um, we use different social media platforms. So we have Instagram. What do we have? We have Facebook. We have we have a TikTok. We have a YouTube. And we're doing all this putting out content. And, and we're doing all this, you know, different social media stuff. And um we've been using Instagram. That was like our first platform we started using. And then um you know, we started to get a little bit of followers and whatever. And then um, one of my friends, my, my roommate, Davis, he said, you, you, should post, you should post your sermon clips that you post on Instagram. You should put those on TikToks too. I mean, you're already making them. So just, just put them on TikTok. And uh, I looked at Davis and I was like, I don't think people on TikTok would really like my preaching. So I was like, I don't think, I don't think we're going to do it. And so at first I was like, no, you know, we're not going to do it. You know, TikTok girls just take their clothes off. Ain't ain't nobody preaching on TikTok. So what? Don't look surprised. That's what they do. That's what they do. So I'm like, look, it's not really my, like, that's not really my scene, you know, the TikTok thing. And let me tell you this. Over the last couple months, we have reached hundreds of thousands of people. Am I lying? hundreds of thousands of people through TikTok. And and I'm not telling you that, you know, for any kind of bragging reason. I'm telling you that because I didn't even think that people would want my content on TikTok. And now that's our biggest platform. Isn't that crazy? Because look, I was knocking on one door, but God was walking through another door. That's why Abigail, she, you can't see her, she's not in the shot, but she texted me cause she's, she helps with our social media. And she said, cause at the beginning of the year in January, I read a book and it was like, you know, make goals for the year, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna make some goals. And I wrote down these goals and I sent them out to our team. I said, this is our goals. These are our goals for the year. And I didn't even have a goal for TikTok. Cause I was like, nobody likes TikTok. And she texted me the other day, she goes, what was your goal for TikTok? <laughs> and I said, I didn't even make a goal for TikTok because I didn't think, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that that's what God was going to do. I didn't even know that, that I was knocking on one door and God was sending the purpose, God was sending the provision through a whole nother door that I didn't even know to knock on. So what if the what if you feel like God's not answering my prayers? What if God is answering your prayers? It's just not in the door that you've, been, that you've been knocking on. Because the rest of that passage in verse 9, it says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? But if you then... Though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those of you who ask him? Your father in heaven. Your father in heaven. Okay, I don't want to skip this. The fact that he calls him your father, it's not just like, saying God. He's saying, no, 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 no. I'm not just talking about God. I'm talking about your father. I'm talking about someone who has an intimate relationship with you. Your father in heaven will give you good gifts because that's who he is. And that's what he does. And that is his character. That is his essence. He loves to give gifts to his children. He loves... uh, Ask, and it will be given. He loves to give. Seek, and you will find. He loves for you to find what you're looking for. Knock, and the door will be open because your Father in heaven gives good gifts. Uh, Romans 8, 24 says this. For in this hope, we were saved. But the hope that is seen is not hope at all. Because who hopes for what they already have? So he's saying, if you can see it, it doesn't take any faith in your heart to believe it. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. I don't like that part. It's true, it's in the Bible. I just don't like to wait for things patiently. Verse 26 In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. We do not know what we ought to pray for because we're sitting here talking about, God, give me this. You know, God, I need this. Knock, I'm knocking on the door. I'm knocking on the door. God, 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 give me. And God's saying, what if I'm going to do it differently than you thought? What if, I, what if I am coming through the door, just not the one you're knocking on? Are you open to that? Can you receive that? Do you have the faith and the flexibility to handle it? Um, w- one time I was on a coaching call with a bunch of communicators, writers, pastors, and uh, it was all about writing for the it said for the page and for the stage. So it was, it was for. Um, it was led by a great pastor in, in Greenville, Clayton King, and he he was he was teaching us on the subject of communication. And he was uh, somebody asked him. It was in the Zoom call. It was in the upper Zoom. <laughs> as a pastor joke, was a little preacher joke in the upper Zoom. That's what if Jesus came back in 2020, he'd have came back and met us in the upper Zoom. I think. But anyways, so we were on the Zoom, we were on the Zoom call, and somebody asked him a question. He said, um, what do you do when you get writer's block? What do you do when you get writer's block? And, um, and then Pastor Clayton looked back at him on the Zoom, and he said, uh, he said, well, writers don't get blocked, they get empty. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to remember that. Pastors don't get blocked they get empty. Christians don't get blocked, they get empty. Mothers don't get blocked, they get empty. Good husbands don't get blocked, they get empty. Business owners don't get blocked, they get empty. Students don't get blocked, we get empty and we quit. We quit, we quit, not because there was a block, but because we ran out. We say, I'm out, I'm out of energy, I'm out of time. I'm out of money, I'm out of creativity, I'm out of vision, I'm out of passion, I'm out of drive, I'm out, I'm out. And that's where the disciples were. In, in, Matthew, in Matthew 26 verse 56, they said, said they fled, they left. They said, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. And they left. And I think, I think, cause I've been thinking about this the past couple of days, it's like, Why do we give up? Why do we quit? Why do we stop short? Because we're so sure we're like, God called me to do it. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, two months later, two years later, we're like, it's not. I'm out. It's not what I thought it was going to be. I'm out. I thought it was going to be easier. I thought it was going to be better. I'm going to put this picture. I'm going to crop it in to the video somewhere. I don't know where it's going to be yet, but I'm going to put it in there. I saw this on Instagram Uh, A few years ago. And I remembered it when I was preparing for this message. It was a meme. And there was a bunch of, there's two guys, I guess, digging. And they were digging, 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 mining for diamonds. They were digging for diamonds. And one guy was digging. And you could tell he had been digging. Maybe he had been digging for days or weeks or months, whatever. He was digging, digging, digging. And then he got to this point where he's like, I'm out, I'm done, I quit. But there was like, he had dug for like 30 feet, but there was like one inch in between where he stopped digging and where the diamond started. I know it's silly. I know it's like not real. I know it's a meme. But what I'm saying is, don't stop digging just because you can't see the diamonds yet. God's got a purpose inside of you. God's got a plan for your life. And you can't quit digging. And you can't give up. And you can't just go home now. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep pressing. Matthew 11, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary, heavy laden, burdened, burned out, all you who are tired, all you who are weak, all you who are weary, all you who are done, I'm out. He said, he said no, 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 don't leave. Don't leave. Just come to me. When you're tired, come to me. When you're ready to give up, come to me. Come to me. I could just talk about Matthew 26:56 because that's when the disciples left. I'm out. I'm done. It would be a pretty depressing message if I just said, "All right, have a great week. God bless you right now." But I don't want to stop at Matthew 26:56. I want to talk for just a second about Matthew 26, 75. Right after Peter, y'all remember Peter? He was the guy who was cutting off people's ear when Jesus was getting arrested. We talked about him last week in depth a little bit, but Peter, I'm gonna just like run through this for time's sake, but he denied Jesus three times in a row. Bam, bam, bam. And Jesus had told him, you know, you're gonna deny me three times and then you'll hear the cock crow. And Peter did. He did deny Jesus three times. And then it says after the third time, after the third time he denied Jesus, it says this. Then Peter remembered Then Peter remembered. This is the whole message right here. Pay attention. Then Peter, I might cry. I'm not even kidding, telling you this. Then Peter remembered. He came back. He said, in in verse 56, he said, I'm out. I'm done. I'm giving up. And that's where somebody is today. I promise you, if it's not you, it's somebody watching this video, somebody today is at the point where they're like, I'm out, I can't do this, I'm done. But Peter remembered, listen to me, it's okay to give up. It's okay to quit. It's okay to stop. It's okay to be like, I can't do this. It's okay to give up. We've all fall short All all have sinned and fallen short. It's okay to fall short. It's just not okay to stop short. It's okay to say, I'm giving it all I've got. I'm trying and I failed. That's okay. What's not okay is to just stop short. And if I found you in this season of life, maybe you're watching this video four years later. Wh- whenever this video finds you, if you're in that season of like, I'm stopping, remember. I'm, I'm pleading with you today. Just remember. Then Peter remembered. Maybe he remembered the miracles. Maybe he remembered, no matter how many times I've screwed it up, I can come back. Maybe he remembered, I, if I am weary, burned out, tired, come to me and I will give you rest. Then Peter remembered, and it says this, Peter remembered the word Jesus has spoken before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times, and he went outside and wept bitterly. Then Peter remembered. He remembered who my father is. He remembered, if I come home, I can have a purpose. Then Peter remembered. I'm just asking you to remember. I know you're tired today. I know you're weary today, but Peter remembered. Peter, in verse 56, he said, I'm out. But we don't have to talk about that. Because he said, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Matthew 27, just the next chapter over, 46. Jesus is on the cross. He's dying. His earthly body is has been bled, beaten, spit on, tortured. And he's standing there with his arms stretched, nails driven into his hands. Verse 46, about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, "Eli, which means my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he died. He said, I'm out. And that wasn't the most important thing Jesus said. I believe, Eli, Eli, lemma Shabbatani or however you say it, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I'm out. And he died. That was Matthew twenty six seventy five. No, no, that was Matthew twenty seven, forty-six. But the next chapter over. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. I, I didn't even need to put that verse in there, but I wanted to put that in there for somebody that that the women were afraid yet filled with joy. Because you think you can't have joy if you're experiencing fear. They were afraid, they were uncertain, they were confused, they were scared, but yet filled with joy. And suddenly, Jesus met them, greetings, he said, I'm back, I'm back, I've risen, I've beat death, hell, and the grave, I've got the keys, I'm back. He said, they came to him, clasped his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and they will see me. There they will see me. I'm back, I'm back. It's okay to say I'm out, but just know Jesus said, I'm back. I know you've given up. I know you're thrown in the towel. I know you don't feel like you can go anymore. I know you're tired, but I'm back. I'm here and I'll send my spirit. I will send my spirit. In Acts one, it says, this is after the resurrection. This is after everything that we just talked about. They're all standing there. In verse six, it says, Um, they gathered around him and they asked him, Lord, at this time, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And um, basically, this was a politically based question. And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the dates that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. This is verse eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So now we know whatever comes next, God's power, God's Holy Spirit is what is going to provide that for the next part. If that's not good to you, it's okay. That's good to me because I know that I need God's power. I know whatever God's called me to do. I can't do it on my own. I know I need him. I know he's my daily bread. I know I can go to him. I know no matter if I'm tired, if I'm out, if I'm done, I. but you will receive power. Before God even tells them what to do, he tells them that, Look, before I tell you what I'm, I want you to do, just know I'm giving you my power. I'm giving you my power. I'm going to tell you what to do next. I'm going to tell you who you're supposed to be next. I'm going to give you your calling next. But before I give you your calling, just know I've already put it in you, what I'm going to require out of you. I'm not just sending you out there. I'm giving you my Holy Spirit. I'm, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so he tells them this. He's like, I'll, I'll, give, you my, I'll give you my power and you're gonna, go to, you're gonna go to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth with the gospel, good news. And they're like, okay, all right, cool. Verse nine, after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. So he gives them the great commission, some call it. He goes, go, 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 and you will be my witnesses. And then he says, and I'm out. I'm leaving you in physical form so that I can be with you in spiritual form. I, I'm leaving, my body is going away, but my spirit is coming inside of you and you will receive power, power, power. God's giving you his power. It's not your power. What he's called you to do, you can't do it on your own strength, but you will receive Power. I know it doesn't make sense right now. I know you, you don't understand it right now. I, I, know, I know, I know, I know. I know you don't. But if it doesn't make sense yet, it's because it's not over. It's because it's not over. You're like, this doesn't just, just everything's not adding up. I don't get it. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to just drop it. I'm ready to just quit. I'm ready to just walk away. I'm ready to say I'm out. And the disciples left and fled. They said, him out. Because it didn't make sense. But the reason it didn't make sense, they were like, we followed him. He, he did so many miracles. He raised other people from the dead. And now it's going to end like this. And now he's just going to let them take him away. But the thing that was the hardest for the disciples to live with Jesus leaving them to die is what gives us life. So the thing that was the hardest for them is the best for us. Jesus had to leave. Jesus had to go. Jesus had to be arrested. Jesus had to be crucified. And they said, but it doesn't make any sense. He's so powerful. He's so strong. It doesn't make sense. But the reason it didn't make sense is because it's not over. It's not over. You can't quit yet because it's not over. He's still got more for you. He's still got more for you. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up You just can't quit yet. You can't, I know you feel like you're running on E, you're on empty, you're like, I'm out of energy. Just out, I'm out. But do not give up and you will reap a harvest. Let us not become weary. How? That's what I wanna say to Paul when he's writing this in Galatians 6, 9. He says, do not grow weary. I wanna say how? How, how? I hate when somebody tells me what to do, but they don't tell me how to do it. Personal pet peeve. I think if I were to ask Paul that right here, right now, I think he would, he would just look at me and say, <laughs> Acts 1a, Acts 1a, let us not become weary. Oh, you will receive power. So if I'm weary, it's because I've been leaning on my own strength. It's because I've just been saying, oh, I can do it. I can do it. I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. I'm going to go to the gym every day, and I'm just going to control everything, and, and I'm just going to do it, and I'm just going to, oh, I'm so good. I'm going to so, oh, read my Bible. I'm going to pray. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm to do it. And, Peter, and And Paul's like, look, you can try that. I hope it works well for you. But if you ever get to the point where you're like, I can't do it anymore, I'm out. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You don't have to function in your own power. You don't have to walk it out in your own strength. Because God said, I will give you my strength. Your Father in heaven who gives good gifts. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Ask, that's just like a verbal, you know, ask. Seek, that's intention. So the first one is like, like I'm asking, but the second one is like seek. So it kind of like builds on each other and then knock, that's an action. So it goes from like asking to intention to action and it builds on each other because faith builds. Faith builds. So at first, just ask. Then seek, then knock. Do not grow weary. Keep going. I know the door hasn't opened yet, but if you're knocking, keep knocking. If you're asking, keep asking. If you're seeking, keep seeking because it will be given to you. I was talking to this guy a couple weeks ago and he, he told me lead measures and lag measures, and I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't, I didn't even know what that meant. Lead measures, lag measures, what does that mean? So I Googled it, and lead measure is what you do. A lag measure, in business terms, is the result of what you do. So, like, for example, a lead measure is like, okay, I need to get in better shape, so I am going to go to the gym four days a week, I'm gonna do the whole 30, and I'm gonna get, you know, I'm gonna get my diet and my workout routine right, because that's what I can control. I can control that. That's the lead measure. But the lag measure is the result you know, your waist size drops, your arms get bigger, you can bench press more, you're stronger, whatever your goal is, that's the result. And you can't control the result, you can only control your action. So I've been thinking lately that I'm moving out of lag land, I'm getting out because I can't control the results anymore. I can only control what we do. I can't control on our social media if 10,000 people follow us, but I can control if, if we post every day, I can't control if 100 people give their lives to Jesus this year or if 10,000 people give their lives to Jesus this year. That's a lag measure, and I don't control that. This is my world. I don't know what it is for your world. You know, you can't control if other people like you. You can just control how nice you are to them and, you know, help them if you can. But like, ultimately, like, like some people really like my preaching, and some people just not the I'm not their cup of tea and that's okay. I can't please everybody. And uh, some people, you know, love me. You know, they love watching our messages and they subscribe and they follow. And some people are like, why are you shouting? What's your deal, bro? Chill and go, take a nap and it doesn't take all that. But, 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 I can't control the result. I've got to move out of lagland. I can't, I can ask, but I don't control when it will be given. It will be given. I know that because the word says so but I can't control when it will be given. I can control what I seek, but I can't control when I find it. I can control what doors I knock on, but I don't control which doors God opens. And the quickest way to peace, the quickest way to contentment is stop trying to manipulate and control things you can't control. Trust God with that area. And do what you can. So I said I'm moving out of lagland, back up the U-Haul, beep, 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 beep. Let's load up, put everything in the truck. Cause I'm moving out of lagland and I'm going over to Lead, Leadland. And I'm gonna focus this year, you know, I'm gonna start focusing on 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 on. And maybe this year is way too big. Let's let's I'm gonna start today. I'm gonna start focusing today. What can I do? Do I need to be a better friend? Do I need to be a better student? What Do I need to be a better whatever? Mom, brother, sister, friend, uncle, aunt, grandma, uh, boss, employee? I can't control the outcome. I can control my effort. Let us not become weary in doing good. <laughs> if, I, if someone hasn't told you this lately, I just wanna be the first to tell you. You're doing good. You're doing good. Let it, don't get weary. You're doing good. Don't give up now. You're doing good. You're doing so good. Don't quit now just cause it's hard. Don't just leave the faith because you prayed and God didn't answer it, and you open the Bible to Deuteronomy and it doesn't make sense. Deuteronomy doesn't make sense to me either, and I'm a preacher and I'm in Bible college, okay? Look, 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 do not grow weary. You're doing good because you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Function this week, function this next 30 minutes, whatever you need to do, whatever it is you need to get through. And know that it's not your power, it's God's power. Jesus, I thank you for your word. It is living and active, going into people's situation and you are meeting them right where they are, giving them just what they need. Let them not become weary. Give them your power, breathe your wind, your spirit, your breath into their life. Thank you for your son who said I'm out but then said I'm back. Thank you for grace, good news, gospel that you bring into the earth saying, anyone who believes in me will have life and life abundantly. I thank you that whatever we ask, it will be given. Whatever we seek, we will find. and Whatever doors we knock on, Lord, You are there to open us. Show us what doors to knock on. We don't even know. The Spirit has to intercede because we don't even know what to pray for. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm out. I hope you enjoyed the message. Um, I hope it blessed you and encouraged you. I hope you got a lot out of it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Hey, but don't just get something out of it. Put something into it. Um, If you regularly are a part of our ministry, tuning in on a regular basis, you can do what we call become a partner. Um, We get it from Philippians, Paul said, partnered with us in the gospel. Um, And so there's a few things you can do. You can uh, share share this video share our content subscribe so you don't miss any of that Um, and then on our website of course you can partner with us on a financial level gracemovement.online god bless you